0: Welcome to another episode of Henry Kissinger. Is Pokémon going to die? Not a threat, just a fact. <laughs> uh, you are catching us at a very special episode with just just two gamers, just the two of us just podcasting here today. Uh, my name is Lauren, aka Jeff B's ball is life. <laughs> Thanks,
1: Sam. <laughs> I'm Sam, aka your uncle who works at Nintendo.
0: <laughs> oh man. I was gonna wait till the end to jump into the gamer news, but I feel like, what did, what did our uncle Nintendo Derek say today?
1: Well, I wasn't watching the Derek because I was at work, but, um, I think you'll find there was a new Metroid, there were three new Zeldas, um, uh, Splatoon,
0: what? Uh, I'm, I'm getting a page uh, over, they shut
1: down the servers. Um, right. And,
0: so, my uncle that works at Nintendo, um, he told me, that, uh, there is, uh, more Splatoon, actually. It's good. And, uh, we're That's gonna get Luigi's Mansion, the third. Luigi's Back from the Dead. Um, and... Now he told
1: me that they actually cremated Luigi.
0: You, I mean... I mean, I,
1: I did, because I'm, I forgot my thing. I knew that. Nobody <laughs> told me that.
0: <laughs> and, uh, we are getting Isabel confirmed for Smash, and Animal I, Crossing, I did know that in 2019. So uh, games are good again.
1: Uh, and WarioWare is canceled forever. I no guess. WarioWare Switch ever. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and uh, also, like there are other games, but I can really only think about Nintendo's fighting, fighting the fighting game, um, Splatoon, right, Street Fighter.
1: 2. I'm really excited for. Uh, all, all joking aside. I'm excited for Katamari Damacy. That's I, okay, all I get yeah, to about.
0: I I am looking forward to finally getting to play that and experiencing it for the first time. Because,
1: oh, it's so good.
0: Uh, Donut Country was good, and you. It sounds like that is like similar in oh,
1: style. If you, and if you theme. like Donut Country, Katamari Damacy is kind of the opposite of that, so you'll probably hate it.
0: Okay, I liked uh, Pikmin. Is it anything like Pikmin? <laughs> no. Okay. Well, fuck. I'm gonna hate it. <laughs>
1: It's there's a big ball.
0: Oh shit! Okay, I do like a big ball.
1: Yeah, in my I mean games. Pikmin. Pikmin starts out small and then and then stays small. Katamari Damasi starts out small and then gets big. And there's a ball. And there's no ball in Pikmin. That's true. Maybe there is. I there mean, probably Pik- is. There
0: isn't a ball in Pikmin. Pikmin is just like let's find some cute things and collect them. The and thing that's about nice.
1: Pikmin is that it's fucking impossible. I got like three levels into Pikmin and I just fucking gave up. It's impossible. Fuck that game. I, I just watched a playthrough, Fuck so I
0: game. you know what I just I watched some real gamers. Oh my god, come, oh, maybe we should get into the episode.
1: The what? <laughs> to okay. the to the um, stuff that's
0: not the game. Um
1: Yeah, I wish there was anything good to talk about because this is gonna be a rough transition that it we've is, set up it for is. ourselves. Um, Oops. thankfully
0: in this episode we are actually going to have an interview with a listener and friend of the show, Scout, who has uh more information about, if you remember back in February and earlier this year, the conversation on Disney workers being able to unionize and how lots of the cast members at Walt Disney World didn't have, uh, you know, money for food. So that interview is going to be later in the episode, and I'm very excited. Actually,
1: that probably would be a less rough transition, so let's just have that interview right now.
0: Right now! All right, so we are very excited to bring you an interview with a special guest, a friend of the show, Scout. Hi! Come on to- Scout is here, and they've come on to talk to us about a very interesting topic, that one, it's not necessarily... uh you know, in the headlines all the time, but is absolutely fascinating. And so
2: we're happy that you're here, Scout. Hi, I'm sorry I interrupted you. No, don't be sorry. Yeah, I, I We can't love to
1: interrupt s- each other here. Like, I just. Did. <laughs> we
2: really do. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm here to talk about, uh, Walt Disney World and Disneyland cast members getting a, uh, a pay increase to $15. Um, that's really awesome. Yeah, it's very good to do is the thing. Uh, and here's yeah. why. So, um, Disneyland cast members, they, they've been striking for quite some time. I want to say since, uh, the really, the big talk started kind of in February, but this, right. this kind of like, um, the, the idea of like Disneyland cast members not having enough to make ends meet is, is, is pretty like a thing that's been going on for I want to say quite some time, but, like, really in the forefront of Disney Twitter for about two years now. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, I remember, uh, correct me if I'm wrong because I'm a dumbass, but I remember Bernie Sanders talking about it, like, while he was still campaigning. And he actually did uh, meet with Disneyland employees in June to discuss, this June, in fact, to discuss uh, their living in the financial situations. So, um, I pulled mm-hmm. up an article From the LA Times that said that 11% of Disneyland park cast members, which is a special term that Disney uses for frontline, um, like, uh, customer and guest facing park employees, um, 11% Mm -hmm. of them have been homeless or did not have a stable living situation in the past two years as of a 2018 survey conducted by a cast member, um, And, and this is a really big deal. Um, so California obviously has a pretty high cost of living. Uh, again, this is also super, super important for, um, cast members in Florida because the park is much bigger. It's, uh, I want to say 48 square miles. So it, there's a lot more people that staff it. And it's also, um, so the Walt Disney World Resort is the biggest employer in central Florida, and kind of before uh, Walt Disney World moved in, there there was definitely stuff in central Florida. Like there was some farms and stuff, but it was mostly a lot of swamplands. So um, Disney really kind of brought people to that area. And so whatever uh, the Disney parks in Florida, whatever they set the bar for wages is kind of how wages tend to be competitive across the service industry and across, um, low paying industries like that. So. Yeah, you,
1: you definitely want your minimum wage to be set by a corporation, in my opinion. Yeah.
2: Usually, yeah. That's a good yeah, standard yeah. to hold. People it's good to, to
1: do.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and Scout, when you were, um, if I'm remembering correctly, you were, uh, a cast member and did like front facing customer service, uh, yeah. at Walt Disney World. Yeah, uh, yeah. Do you remember, like, hearing, like, employees and other people that you worked with, like, talking about this stuff? Or is it, like, an open conversation? Um,
2: yeah, I do remember, like, it, it wasn't something that we talked about on stage so much as far, like, or, like, on stage means, um like, when you're out in the park and around guests. It's more of, like, a backstage mm-hmm. kind of thing. But I do remember speaking to someone who told me that she took a bus in, um... Two hours every day back and forth to get to work because it was the only place she could, she could get work. Yeah, it was, uh, it was kind of scary. So I did some digging and I found these documentaries called Mousetrapped. Um, they're Mm -hmm. on YouTube and I can give y'all a link to a 2010 version. They do them every so often. Um, about the pay information and kind of like a living experience of Walt Disney World cast members. And it really kind of shocked me because when I, when I watched it, I saw people that I knew at union meetings talking about like uh, what they have to do to get by. And, and it really like uh, alarmed me. Um, yeah. So it's really, really important. And I think another reason that this is important, um, not, not only because, you know, pay people a living wage for real, please, for the love Mm -hmm. of God, please. But also because the sheer cost that it takes to get somebody to, uh, the parks. So it's, it's really like a privilege to be able to go because I did the math. Um, I -hmm. just, I just did this math for Walt Disney World, um, because it's the one that I'm more familiar with. Um, I, I've, been a disney parks fan since i was about 13 i'm 27 now and it's kind of like shoving information especially about history um for the parks has kind of been like my life's work i want to say uh, since i was in seventh grade so i did some math um a four-day park hopper in 2018 September, which will allow you to go uh between different parks in Walt Disney World in the same day. So, a four-day ticket like that for a family of four all over 10 years old will cost you $1,820 for four people.
1: What the f- And
2: that's just yeah, the ticket. that's just the ticket. Then I did a four-day room rate... Uh, for, four people all over 10 years old at Pop Century, which is considered a value resort. So that's an on-property resort that's a little, um, it's at the lowest tier. Uh, at the, in September, this is $116 a night. So that's $464 total. And that's not including food. So you don't have to, um, you don't have to get a meal plan or anything. You can pay out of pocket for your food. But I did, Also, total up the quick service dining plan for four adults 10 years old and over for four days, Um, and that gives you uh, certain allotments for meals at uh, quick service food places, which is like like walk up and grab your food and sit down at a table rather than someone uh, coming to serve you. So that is, for adults 10 and over, $52.50 per person per night for a total of $840. Jesus so the total yeah. So the total cost for these totals that I've already done, not including air for merchandise, which I didn't um which I didn't total is $3,124. Oh my
1: god. So and
2: that's 4 days. Yeah, that's just 4 days. Um which So
1: uh, I wanted stuffing- to clarify something. The yeah. Yeah. the wage increase, how how mm-hmm. like broad is that for is it just cast members at the Disney parks or, or what?
2: So this is kind of where it gets kind of hazy. So in June, Disneyland won this, uh, increase and it's for 9,500 unionized workers at the Disneyland resort. Um, I don't, I, I didn't find a statistic on how many people actually work at the Disneyland resort, but there are many cast members who are not qualified for the union, whether it's because they're part of the college program or for other reasons. Um, the Walt Disney World one is, um, it's a minimum wage pay increase from $10 to $15 over years by 2021, it's supposed to happen for 38,000 unionized cast members in Florida. Again, keep in mind, this is only for unionized cast members. So Speaking from, um, like, third-party or independent contractors, like the college program interns, the international college program interns, um, as far as I'm aware, uh, because, uh, from what I understand, I wasn't part of any union when I was a CP, um, and employees who work at the parks, like, people who run the Joffrey's Coffee Stands or the Rainforest Cafe, they work in the park, but they're considered independent contractors, so they do not benefit mm. from this. And any um, any parks cast members who are not part of the union for whatever other reason also do not benefit from this. So, and I would I assume there's um, also
1: tons of people working there who aren't cast members.
2: Yeah, yeah, that would be like a third party um, or independent contractor. Okay, and. And this isn't wow. counting, like, people who may work in the parks but aren't uh, front line. So, so
1: so the wage increase is good, but definitely not there, – uh,
2: There's still a lot of work to be done, yeah. Yeah. Um, I also found some quotes from uh, – this looks like it's from the same LA Times article. Uh, mm-hmm. It says, the demand – so this was back in March – uh Disneyland cast members protested out of a outside of a shareholder meeting um for the Walt Disney Company and the the demand for higher wages comes only a month after Disney raised ticket prices as much as 18% despite a highly profitable 2017 and and this Oh yeah, is I mean for, you're always going to do that. Hold on. This is for Disneyland. One of its most expensive annual passes sells for $1,149 for two Anaheim parks. Oh my that's, God. uh, yeah, that's an annual pass holder pass. Um, this quote also says, Park workers are also steamed because Disney promised $1,000 bonuses to each of its 125 employees after the approval of the GOP federal tax overhaul. But the company is holding back the bonuses for hotel workers at theme parks in Anaheim and Orlando pending the resolution of contract negotiations that have been going on for more than a year. Um mm-hmm. The Parks Division, this is from Bloomberg. The Parks Division is the leader in the company's earning departments. So as of February twenty eighteen, they had a one point thirty five dollar it's one point thirty five billion dollar profit. Um so it's it, it there there definitely still is a lot of work to be done. But it's it's and huge. You said something uh interesting in previously
0: in the chat where I had no idea about this that like characters like cast members who are the characters in the park yes are n- paid not I I had no idea what I thought that a you know a Disney princess would be paid but yeah. it
2: is not a lot <laughs> yeah um yeah you're pretty much uh if you're a frontline cast member it's no matter if you're in entertainment if you're attractions you know working on a, a ride or a show it's if you're working with food or or custodial you get paid a little bit better. Um, but pretty much across the board it's kinda standard. And it was really scary. Like if I I watched that mouse trap documentary and, you know, I saw people who had been uh working in the parks for years and years, uh, talking about how they can't make end meat or how they have to like sacrifice uh getting their medicine over getting food or vice versa. Which was it it was just more. it was just so scary and this is, this, this company is something that I feel really passionate about because it, it's super hard to like reconcile, mm-hmm. um, the way that I feel about themed entertainment. You know, as somebody who loves to step into, like physically step into a space and be taken away, there, there is nowhere in the world like it. Besides the Disney parks, which is why I'm so obsessed with it, and which is why I'm so passionate about this, and why I care so much. It's it's so difficult to reconcile how much I love it against, you know, just people, uh, corporate greed, I guess you want to say. Right. Like, Disney is all about
1: making you love it, which is a, a problem, because it's, like, such a fucking terrifying, massive corporation. Yeah.
2: Yeah, Absolutely. It's scary.
0: And it has and it has that... And it's a job, too, where, uh, you you know, you want to love it. You want to yeah. have these, like, great interactions with people and, like, make memories with people. But at the right. same time, it's incredibly, like, phys- it can be, like, physically and taxing. emotionally taxing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can only imagine. Yeah. Can
1: you Can you talk a little bit about what you were telling us earlier about, like, the planned thing that Epcot was originally supposed to be?
2: Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> because that's,
1: like the fucking wildest thing I've ever heard. This
2: is this is public knowledge. Um and it's all in Wikipedia. Um y'all wanna put links in the descriptions and stuff in case people want to read up about it. Um no. of course. Thanks Sam. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks Sam
0: I'm, they can Google this it. is it's we're good cop bad cop podcasting <laughs> right now.
2: <laughs> um so Disneyland was a super huge success in Uh, California back in the 50s and 60s. And Disney came to the 1964 World's Fair in, um, in Queens, in New York. And they brought four attractions. Um, it's a small world, great moments with Mr. Lincoln for, uh, the Ford Magic Skyway and Progress Land or the Carousel of Progress as it's called now. And. This. What, Sean's looking at me. <laughs> um, this. This is so interesting. Yeah. This is. Um, this was a really big deal for people because people on the East Coast, you know, it was really cost prohibitive for people to go to Disneyland from the East Coast. Um, but the World's Fair was a little simpler for people to get to. Um, it was a lot less expensive and people could visit these attractions over and over again. And the World's Fair from 1964 actually lasted until 1965, uh, because it was so popular. So, um, you know, people are going around to Walt. People are like, Oh, Walt, when are you gonna, you know, when are you gonna bring Disneyland to the East Coast? Uh, when are you gonna do that? Because people really wanted to experience it. Walt said, Okay, let me figure out what I want to do. Um, around the same time, Walt has this grandiose idea, like huge, uh, high level idea. A very blue sky, as they would say in Imagineering. Uh, blue sky is a term that means like the sky's the limit. You can, you can think of any wacky idea you want to think of and it's okay. That's blue skying. So, mm-hmm. Walt has this blue sky idea that he wants to make a planned community where people could go visit this place and experience what a city might be like in the future. So, um, you know, no cars on the street moving around. Um, all the transportation will be under the city. So like trucks and such, uh, will go under the city. Any cars moving in and out will go underneath the city. Um, anybody who wants to move about will go in people movers. So these are like these, uh, environmentally friendly kind of uh oh god. It's so hard to describe this stuff about like a light rail. Yeah, kinda kinda like a light rail. Yeah. Um, To be clear,
1: this this wasn't this wasn't like an attraction. This was where Disneyland employees were supposed to live, was it not?
2: Yes. Um so Walt pitched a Disneyland East to uh Florida government people and shareholders and business people um under the name Disney World and Walt knew that the only way he would get his city to be built was if he brought a Disneyland East over. Um, so that's why the property exists. And that's why the property is so big. And they wanted to find a place where they could plunk it down in the middle of nowhere and not have to worry about the city of Anaheim, you know, coming in and encroaching on any of the sight lines or not have mm. to worry about any zoning laws or any of that. So they plopped it in the middle of central Florida. Um, and Walt wanted to build this planned city. And he called the planned city Epcot, the Experimental Prototype Community of Tomorrow. So in Epcot, mm-hmm. the, the people who were working at Disney World or the Magic Kingdom would live in Epcot. And everybody there would have to have a job. Uh, there would be no retirees because everybody would need to be productive in the society. Like the giver. Um, yeah, you know, <laughs> like, like a, like a funny giver. <laughs> and I actually, like, the, the wackiest thing to me that was kind of like, ooh, um, I don't know, is that they really wanted the homes in Epcot City to, be kind of at the forefront of technology and show everybody the latest and greatest. So any visitors who are coming from out of town to see their family who are living in Epcot City could see, like, the latest trends in washing machines or whatever. So... Yeah, this is no seriously. So you have a washing machine, and then you know tomorrow a brand new washing machine comes out, and and they want everybody to see it. So people will come into your house and replace your old washing machine with the new, very good washing machine. And you don't really get to choose.
0: Good. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It's good. It's good to see. Um, there was a rain. <laughs> and I feel. Oh, yeah. Oh, sorry. Uh, no, go was ahead. I wasn't
0: gonna. I was gonna make a joke. Go
2: ahead. Oh, please make a joke. Please make a joke. <laughs> 'cause I haven't been oh, I haven't been funny this entire time. Please make it two. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> Epcot become human. There you go. Okay. <laughs> Thank you.
2: It's good Thank to God. do. It's good to see. Um yeah. So it was going to be a radial city so everything would be built in a circle kind of like uh the Disney parks are right now because it's easy to um navigate things when things are built in a circle. So the industry center would be in the middle of town. Then there would be a big green space where there would be parks and community centers and, and stuff like that. And then people would live in the outside ring and you would, you would move across Epcot in people movers instead of cars. And, and there's a, there's a film on it, which is like crazy to watch. Walt's like, Walt has this huge stick it's like a like a pointer from when you were in elementary school what? and he's just pointing <laughs> at different things that he wants to talk about with his stick. Oh which God. is like for me it's kind of interesting to watch because when I walk around the parks, I love to point at things. So I do oh, I yeah, do really kind does. of get that. I like to point at things and tell people what they are. Jean's looking at me in a way. Okay, now I say what you <laughs> needed to say. That was my TED talk.
1: Thank you.
2: It, it's that's really interesting. Thank you for wanting to come
0: on and tell us about it. Like I I guess uh before we let you go and uh we guess do you want to uh share your social or do you have anything that you would like to plug? plug I want to ask
2: Yeah, my two podcasts. Do you guys want to ask me anything first cuz I realize I kept talking over you. I'm really sorry. <laughs> no, it's, no.
1: I think you answered any questions totally I would have. Cool. had.
0: Okay. Yeah, you you really uh you got in there. But uh You were more prepared really for this
1: than any of the hosts have ever been for any of the episodes.
0: <laughs> it's true. That is really true. Oh my god, I, I looked at P- for to part the kimono, I looked at the Google Doc that you shared with us and I'm like, oh my god, this stuff is so interesting. Yeah because it's such a like intersection between like the things that I like study and like to learn about, which is like pop culture and film and stuff, and then of course this whole other like entertainment corporate side that Disney has like perfected and it's just like oh my gosh this stuff is so interesting to me yeah. especially cuz Walt is just like yeah let me let's just like reinvent the future for no yeah. reason just cuz we can cause it's Walt really
2: <laughs> Jean said in the chat scout will rope you into being fascinated by the Disney parks it's it's true <laughs> So you can follow me on Twitter at, at Alderani, A-L-D-E-R-A-A-N-I, where I talk about cosplay and Dungeons and & Dragons and Disney Parks. I have two podcasts. Um, one of them is called Original Character Do Not Steal, where I interview people <laughs> about their original characters. Uh, and you can find that at, at O-C-D-N-S on Twitter. I also do a podcast about uh, Fate. The anime and visual novel and video game series um, with my friend Amanda. Uh, we're going to be starting uh, reviewing Fate Zero pretty soon, and you can find that at at UBJ Cast on Twitter.
1: You didn't, you didn't say what it's called.
2: Oh gosh! <laughs> oh, sorry, it's called Unlimited Blade Jerks. There you go. <laughs>
0: Thank you. Yeah. Oh my gosh, this is so such like an awesome segment. Thank you so much for coming on.
2: You're extremely very welcome. I love to do it. You're a treat, Scout. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you You're welcome. I'm going to mute myself now. <laughs>
1: okay. Bye.
2: Okay. Kay. Bye, y'all. Bye.
1: That was fun.
2: That was really fun. I actually
0: learned so much. Uh, I've, thank you, Scout.
1: <laughs> I don't think I've been on an episode before that has had an interview in it. It feels really weird to to do that. Um,
0: <laughs> really? You weren't on the uh, Magic the Gathering one?
1: No, I was, I was in Europe.
0: Oh, right. Right. You went to the German, the German land.
1: That's right. I went to Poland. Yes. World War II jokes. World War II. Okay. Y'all remember World War II?
0: Yeah, I do. I wasn't there, but I remember it.
1: I've heard about it. Um, Man, I just saw a fucking thing about, Uh, I think it was like subways in San Francisco have been Uh, some fucking like the Institute for Historical Skepticism or something. Oh, good.
0: Is, I like that.
1: Is has like paid for advertising space on the subways and they were like well it's free speech there's nothing we can do so that's fun
0: I, I, I love it i love it i love to hear about it fantastic yeah. uh. now that we've
1: gotten that bad thing <laughs> to, to transition us into more bad things
0: so uh, it's, uh storms are coming uh, the, it's, yeah. It's hurricane season again.
1: And not the classic Eminem freestyle.
0: And not the hockey team. It is, it is the storm and we are dearly, uh, we are thinking of all of our listeners and friends of the show who are dealing with evacuations and planning for this storm and for the people who are still recovering from the last hurricane season, which if you didn't remember, it was uh, Hurricane Maria and it uh, really, really fucked everything up. And in a way that. that are uh, probably going to be affecting people for generations to come because t- guess who doesn't give a shit about Puerto Rico? Why it's our wet. Oh president.
1: my God. How many guesses <laughs> do I get?
0: Uh, I just told you it's the wet president that we have.
1: Uh, oh, shit. So <laughs> I thought he was better than this.
0: Turns out um, he doesn't believe the the numbers that, stated that the death toll from Hurricane Maria and its aftermath was closer to 3,000 people rather than the 64 estimate that was given
1: around the time of the storm. That was the estimate. I'm pretty sure his tweet, like the other day, maybe earlier today today when we're recording this, I'm pretty sure his tweet said 16 to 18.
0: Yeah, yeah. And, the of course, the estimate that they have now, this 3,000 number, came from a study done by, like, The university like i think it was george washington university and you know instigated by the government of puerto rico so he tweeted like the democrats made up this number where you know they didn't it's just you know he likes to lie and that's fun
1: right it's 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 just a num it's just a number that's yeah i do do like the way that this
0: stuff has been reported that uh, he is rejecting that number just
1: yeah cuz the that you know. reporter Bob Woodward was being interviewed and he said he said that like when he was observing Trump in the White House he just would see like his staffers come up to him and be like uh, actually sir that thing that you just said is completely not true like i have the statistics right here and i have i've got like whoever on the phone who can fill you in more and he's like no i know
0: i don't give a fuck basically right
1: the 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 specific example they gave was the world trade organization That he said, like, the United States is always getting screwed there. Like, we should leave the organization because, like, every time we have a claim, they reject it or whatever.
0: Mm -hmm. And then they're
1: like, actually, it's, we win like 87% of them. And he's like, no, we always lose.
0: And it just doesn't matter because, you know, he he just rejects it. It's fine. Oh, did you see that, uh, Paul Ryan was like, well, casualties don't affect, (sighs) what did, what did he fucking say? That motherfucker.
1: (laughs) Uh, He said, casualties don't make a person look bad. So I have no reason to dispute these numbers uh, when people asked him about Trump's tweet. So what he's saying there is he's like, he's basically saying, yes, I think that Trump is lying about the number. Uh, Fuck, I don't know. I really don't know how to interpret this. No, no, no. Because he says it's an isolated island that lost its infrastructure and power for a long time. I don't fucking know what he means by an isolated island. Like it's an island.
0: Yeah, but. it's a it's an island and it's one that we the United States government like it's a territory. Like we yeah. they they are a part of our sis- I don't understand why it's like oh, it's a random island in the middle of nowhere. Who gives a shit? Like
1: Well, because <laughs> and I've I've said this before. I swear to god, Trump literally doesn't know that. No, he doesn't. He thinks it's a, he thinks it's a foreign country. That's why he thinks that he's doing such an amazing job. He's like, "Oh my god, I I'm the fucking president of the United States. I went to this foreign country of Puerto Rico, mm-hmm. and I threw paper towels at people, and I tried to throw cans of chicken soup at them, but then my staff told me to stop because I was going to break someone's skull, so I threw right. paper towels at them. Like, and that's unprecedented have, that know, someone would be so nice as me.
0: Hundreds of cases of water are just going to sit out on the tarmac and become contaminated and not go out to, you know, help people, but whatever. It's right. Fine. But He threw, he threw the paper country.
1: towels and everyone and had a fun time.
0: That's true. Yeah, he, he threw the paper you towels. you can't put a price tag
1: on that. You can't Can. put a death toll on that.
0: You really can't. And, uh, now, now that we're in, in addition to that hurricane, we're, we're doing a one more again. So Hurricane Florence is expected to make landfall, I think probably some point this weekend. And it's going to be a bad one because global warming makes them very, very bad. And
1: yeah, what? I saw, I saw a weatherman somewhere tweeted, uh, just like an image of like all the hurricanes that are currently brewing or existing already. And it's, it's a fucking lot of them.
0: It is does a lot. does not look of good. Them. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, global warming. That's, and it's, I, I think, I know the Atlantic is sometimes not good. Uh, but, uh, one of the writers there, Van Newkirk, has been writing about, like, uh, environmentalism as it pertains to, like, racism and classism specifically, and was just like, it's so irresponsible to not talk about, like, the impact. That these kind of storms and that global warming are going to have on poor communities, and communities of color, more than any other places. Right, the
1: people who can't evacuate as easily.
0: Yeah, and speaking of people who can't evacuate, so oh it turns God. out that a you know North Carolina, South Carolina, and Virginia are having uh, evacuation orders because of Hurricane Florence. Um, so it, we, it's weird that uh, some apparently some prisons the correctional institutions uh are just going to not evacuate prisons they're not going to they're yeah. not going to uh evacuate uh
1: yeah this uh says 650 inmates at uh McDougal Correctional Institution in South Carolina they have been uh ordered uh mandatory evacuation of the prisons and they've said nope i think uh we don't care I think that we're going to take this opportunity to uh, execute them mm-hmm. by leaving them in a hurricane. Yeah. And that's fine, because they're prisoners.
0: Back in, there's a mother, according to this Mother Jones thing, back in 89, during Hurricane Hugo, that was a Category 4 hurricane also, they didn't evacuate prisoners, and the prison, quote, didn't have any structural damages. Uh, and it's been safer to stay in place rather than move to another location. But, like... This doesn't make any mention of uh, the human cost of just kind of leaving people yeah, that, that's in a a little prison. Bit of a
1: concern, um, <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Jesus I mean, Christ. I mean, fuck, I don't know. Like, it's a different hurricane. It just seems like maybe it's not a good idea.
0: Yeah, and if you're kind of you're you're you have like when you put somebody in prison, you make them a warden of the state, and so when the state tells you it's not safe for people to be here they need to leave and you're just like nah like eh, that this what are you doing like oh you, you, know do uh, you know what You know what? I, they- I forgot they they it, i'm acting as if they like want prisoners to be people and like let them live and they right, don't
1: right that's that's the issue here
0: yeah, um yeah great. speaking
1: of uh not evacuating i also wanted to talk about fucking like workplaces
0: oh, God, sending yeah. out
1: memos to their employees and being like Hey, uh, I know it's, like, a whole thing, but let's- let's really not, like, take advantage of this to get out of going to work. Like, you have commitments to your job, and I just- I- I just- I- I really don't think it's fair <laughs> you should get to take time off. Like- <laughs>
0: How could you reach? i don't wanna I
1: don't wanna incriminate anyone but uh a, f- a certain friend of the show uh in- c- in case they in case their boss is listening, a certain friend of the show did tweet like a thing that they got from their company that said that exact thing like you have you have commitments to your job and it's really not okay for you to use this as an excuse to get out of work and it's yeah like,
0: and if you are anybody who isn't like being a team player in that way like shouldn't be a part of basically using like Oh, we're all in this together, kind of language. Right. It was, to it was very
1: you. like HR speak. Like we're a team, and we're gonna. We like to come together and 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 do our values. Yeah, and, and if and our the values, values are include our like money. <laughs> your yeah. property being destroyed and you maybe dying, you know.
0: But it's fine. It's fine.
1: Right, because you because you worked that extra shift before you drowned.
0: Yeah, yeah. You you did everything that you needed to do with a smile on your face, and you died and then maybe the company will like help you out and your family. What? Maybe. No. I don't Why, know. No. Okay. Where
1: where where literally where did you get that part from?
0: I mean some sometimes maybe who knows.
1: <laughs> Probably not. Uh <laughs> god fucking Jesus Christ. Uh I also wanted to talk about uh, I do like just the phrasing here, as it's written in this document. Just says Bezos preschool. I'm yeah. just picturing he's Jeff headed, Bezos.
0: He's headed to preschool. Je- Jeff Bezos again. is
1: going to preschool. He's got his diaper on.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I mean, I feel like when you're in preschool, fuck, when is preschool? Maybe you're already out of diapers. I don't fucking remember when preschool was. Yeah, I, I really... think
0: you got You're like three or four in preschool. I think you have to be like toilet trained.
1: Okay, so that's like way before I was toilet trained, but, um. <laughs> Yeah, so Jeff Bezos is getting into the old philanthropy game yeah. that we all know and love, and yeah, so he's he's start. I think his first foray into uh, philanthropy, in massive air quotes, was uh, giving a whole bunch of money to like some fund to get veterans into Congress or something. Oh, I heard and it. And it, it was it was very specifically like a, a nonpartisan thing that it's like. Hey, if you're if you're a veteran Republican, which is a recipe for success, we want you in Congress. Um but now his thing is uh preschools and <sighs> Fuck, what was his exact wording? The child oh yeah, he's like, We at Amazon value the customer over anything else. And and at these preschools, the child will be the customer, which <laughs> is Yeah. Like, does that make your skin crawl like it makes mine?
0: It does. It, it absolutely makes my skin crawl because It's literally in this like photographed tweet press release that he has. He said that we're going to, you know, basically because we're treat the customer the way that Amazon does. And oh, my God, that made my skin crawl. (laughs)
1: Like, why does it? Why does? Okay. I I was looking at like the replies to the tweets about this story. And there were all these people being like, like, whatever. (laughs) I This is what I do. And all these people were like. He's giving two billion dollars of his money to do the, like, like, isn't it, is that not a good thing? And it's like, okay, you're basing this on the presupposition that he should have that amount of money in the fucking first place. Like, why, why in your ideal vision of how a country should work are we, like, at the mercy? Like, we are beholden to all the fucking, like, billionaires with 163 fucking billion dollars to their name to be like, I think I've decided that it's time for preschool.
0: Yeah, the, like, the $2 billion is supposed to go tax to... Fucking them! Is, yeah, essentially it's, it's gonna go to... It's a fund for, I guess, local uh, organizations that provide, like, support and housing for uh, homeless families and the building of these Montessori-style preschools for low-income quote-unquote communities. And it's... Oh, man. The fact that, like... Because... As we, as we, the citations needed Stan's, uh, official podcast, like we, oh, yeah. they did a really in, uh, good deep dive into like Bill Gates and the way that he shapes education policy yes. in this country. Very good. And so it's terrifying to me that we have seen all of this stuff about how horribly Amazon treats its employees and that this guy is gonna save education and like help out the poor because he's gonna give them money and now he's just going to have control over who exactly does what with what funding. And yeah, right, just tax the motherfucker. <laughs> Make the his money The joke of this is that it public. shouldn't,
1: it shouldn't be up to him to decide when will I take a, a little percentage of my $163 billion and sprinkle it on this whatever issue. Yeah. Like yeah,
0: it doesn't, it does not matter when you have that much money, literally it, nothing. It's like at a certain point, it just becomes a concept. Like, $2 billion can go away and it doesn't even matter.
1: Right, because he fucking like loses $2 billion in a day or fucking like Mark Zuckerberg or whatever when it was like bad news for Zuckerberg. His stocks went down and he just lost $10 billion. It's like he doesn't fucking give a shit. He's going to get it back and he won't notice. Yeah. What does it matter losing $10 billion? He can't spend $10 billion. Right. Nobody like, can. That's,
0: that's
1: that's enough money that it's not money anymore.
0: Right. It's... God,
1: it's – I like it.
0: Oh yeah, it is good. I'm excited about that.
1: I just, I, I don't. <laughs> I'm just envisioning like all of these preschools that just have like Amazon branding on everything. It just fucking looks like Wreck It Ralph two, and right. just all the kids are like they they call like lunchtime, They just call it like prime time or something.
0: Oh god, oh god. And you I have mean, like the
1: the, your... the the use of the phrase uh, "the child is the customer" is just so it's like bone chilling. We're raising you from from, from birth to, to be a good Amazon customer. Like, I don't know that that's how it's going to go. But yeah,
0: but the the fact <laughs> it that sure it's... It sure
1: fucking sounds like it.
0: And, it, you know, at least Elon Musk in his weird fucked up school is like doing it on his own kids, on other people's rich kids. <laughs> Here, this, this bald, rich asshole, this Lex Luthor motherfucker is going to build school's... Then just like pilot test this program for low income, like using them as guinea pigs for his like, oh, I'm a fixed education. Just at the detriment of people who like actually need good school systems. Like I, I who don't right. have and, access and to them. <laughs>
1: And it's definitely worth mentioning this is entirely like it's it's entirely for like good publicity and to to, it's to it's to keep people doing the thing that I was describing where you can you can do whatever shit you want. You can have your employees like fingers getting cut off in the factory and not let them go to the hospital and and you can and people will still continue to jump to your defense because they go. But what about this? What about when he gave the money to the? And it's. It's just such a fucking hilarious like perversion of the word uh philanthropy which literally means like for the love of humanity. Yeah. When because- like if if it really was that they love humanity, they they would f- he could fix basically every problem.
0: Yeah. <laughs> if he wanted he to could. just
1: Oh my god. It must be. And not even, not even fucking with, not even just with his money, like he, just the, the fucking level of influence he has is the guy who's at the head of this huge fucking corporation. Like, I mean, you've got like cities offering to fillet him for (laughs) him to put his headquarters there, like if. Truly. If he if he if he wanted he could be like I'll put my headquarters here but you have to do this thing for like homeless people or whatever they'd be like oh fuck yeah we'll do it
0: yeah or maybe like uh, hire the people that are already living in your town rather than pricing them out and hiring people from overseas who uh, weirdly enough can be paid less because they depend on you for a visa huh it's weird huh
1: yeah it's odd. anyway the moral of the story is that Jeff Bezos should have been taxed like. I mean, he he should never have had a billion dollars. Nobody should have a billion dollars. No. that's the that's the more. There's of the story. And thanks.
0: Yeah, that's and that's that's the bottom line on that one. Okay, so I want to talk about this absolutely buck wild story, but it sucks, and I hate to do it, but uh, so there's a guy named um, Botham Jean, I believe is the way his name is pronounced.
1: Oh, sorry. Uh, breaking news: uh, Cuomo won.
0: Oh, great. Lo- oh, I just saw New York Times called it, and goddammit. damn
2: it.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm not surprised. That's what I expected to happen, but yeah, I it think, fucking sucks.
0: Um, but the uh, what's her name, uh, Cynthia Nixon's running mate, Jermaine Williams, is like neck and neck with the other lieutenant governor race, so that's good.
1: That's good. Yeah. Apparently, uh, Julia Salazar is looking good too.
0: Uh, as is um, her. Oh, uh, Zephyr Teachout, who was on um, for attorney general. Oh, really? General. Yeah. I- doing there's a uh, Manhattan was called for them. but I think they they still haven't like called the race, but God, that's so annoying. Fucking Cuomo. It's that,
1: it's that Cardi B endorsement.
0: <sighs> Thank you, Cardi B. I'm so, oh. uh, actually, wait, no,
1: sorry. I, I think, I don't think, I think, I don't think Cardi B endorsed Zephyr Teachout. I think it was, uh, I think she endorsed Nixon and Williams.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I don't think she was like, I got, you got to vote down the ballot. <laughs> Yeah, and I think it was mostly because Nicki Minaj endorsed Andrew Cuomo. She's like, hmm, maybe not. Thanks what for nothing, I, Cardi. I, you know what? She tried. <laughs> Did she? No. I mean,
1: it's, I mean, it's not her responsibility. I don't know why I'm putting this on Cardi B. She's
0: she's gone. She's been through a lot. Oh, okay. So
1: anyway, great.
0: Thanks, fucking Cuomo. Okay, so in Dallas, Texas, this week there's a story about. This guy, Baltham Jean, who uh, lived in Dallas, he was 26, and uh, he was shot and killed by a police officer while he was in his own house. And the story, apparently, according to the officer, uh, she lived in his building and thought she was in her own apartment building and that he was an intruder, so shot and killed him
1: okay, so i haven't i I hadn't heard anything about this until earlier today, and i I, I didn't fucking know that Jesus Christ so
0: the thing that uh, I heard basically a lot of my information is coming was, from the raid. Sorry was she
1: was she on duty or
0: she was still in her uniform, but she was off duty
1: was she okay so she, she so she was coming home from from police work
0: she was coming home from she, police and her story she did what you
1: do and went and went to the wrong apartment.
0: Yeah, she did the thing that you do, which is, uh, when you're, you come home from work and you park on the, f- the wrong floor of the building. Like, it's a really nice building and, uh, you have, like, parking, like, right offside. Of- so, instead of parking on your floor, you park on a different one. And then you go into, uh, your hallway and you see that there is, uh, a red doormat on the floor that isn't yours, but it is yours, though. Cause it's your apartment, right?
1: Well, yeah, it's one of those break-ins where somebody puts out a doormat.
0: It's one of those break-ins where uh, apparently she said that the door was left ajar. When the doors on that apartment building are like the kind that lock automatically, they like slam closed. So it's very unlikely. They're very heavy. Like they don't usually prop open very easily. It's not like a regular wooden door. So she shoved her key into the door to open it. Now, neighbors and uh, people who live in the building who like heard the whole thing, uh, they said they heard a woman like banging on the door saying, "Let me in, let me in." That's not uh, what the police report says. So she apparently walked into this pitch black room and heard someone. And so, rather than doing the thing that you do whenever you come into your house and turning the light on to see what's going on, she just fired two shots.
1: just oh my God. Because.
0: And so she there's a video of her like walking in the hall outside, like, on the phone, like, talking to any number of, you know, dispatchers or whoever, and uh, the Baldwin John, John died. He's 26, and he died. And the thing that I found listening to the read today, because I was like, oh, God, she's pretending that she didn't know it was her own apartment. So the there's, you know, kind of pouring over the tweets and everything. That's kind of what they did and consolidated the story. That's where I'm, like, getting this from. So, like, running, it seems like she had, because she lived apparently right below him, there were police reports made about noise, like, noise complaints made for his apartment. And so, the the kind of theory that uh, is emerging is that she, this was premeditated. Like, she got annoyed with him and so thought, I'm going to go upstairs and kill him and because I'm a police officer and I can just say, oh, I went into the wrong apartment it was a, an accident... And then the blue line will defend me. So I
1: mean that that sounds really fucking believable. It uh, uh,
0: what, and the thing s- is, I
1: don't. it's so, I mean, it, it, what you're telling me, it just sounds like she broke into someone's apartment and shot him.
0: Yeah, But it's po- like, and the way that
1: did it, she think this was one of those break-ins where they not, they changed the the doormat and also changed the locks?
0: Maybe I guess so. Oh, because you know when you're oh you know I I don't know if I can't speak for for all women or anybody. In that regard, but I feel like whenever uh, I come home late at night, I kind of want to turn the lights on and, like, make sure that there's nobody in my house rather than just kind of, so like, it... stumbling around in the dark and just firing my gun. So... I'm
1: confused about how she got in. The The door was
0: open? No, it wasn't. She shoved so her how key. Did she... She's She, in the police report, is saying that the door was left open so that she pushed her key into... So she
1: so she did, That's so she did break report. in,
0: so that she's like, "Oh, I something's wrong with my door, I'm gonna get in, but it wasn't her door her. and they heard her, and the <laughs> witnesses in the building are hearing her like bang on the door, meaning that he probably heard her knocking and opened the door for her,
1: jesus christ, yeah, i mean i i I do not at all have a hard time believing that a police officer would do something like this with the specific intent of like. Yeah. Using the system that is set up to protect them yeah. to be protected. So if that's, you're, I mean, it,
0: if you're wondering, gosh. she has, uh, she's been charged with manslaughter, not first degree murder, but manslaughter, uh, because uh-huh. she's again saying in the police report that it was a, that was an accident. And so she was been arrested, uh, but she has posted bail. So she's, she's chilling basically until trial. Great. If there is Great. A trial. Great. So I, I don't know what to, I guess, I mean, because, you know, every week we of sure like, oh, I don't want to get into this. What can you even say other than this is bad? I think this story is just so fucking bonkers. Like,
1: well, it gets I, I actually heard and I was I wasn't sure if you had heard of this because it mm. sounds like it just came up pretty like a few hours ago. Uh They the police released a very help, helpful report that uh they searched his apartment and found marijuana. So,
0: oh great! Oh, you know
1: the difference that makes.
0: That is, oh, it makes such a difference because this guy was in his own fucking house in Del- Oh god, like they're gonna do everything they can to make this guy responsible for his own death. And he was like, literally, literally, in,
1: literally, did nothing
0: in his own house, like an upstanding, like member of you know, not that it even would matter. Like he could be growing pot right. plants in his house, and he still didn't deserve to be executed in his own house like it's and it's just like the way that I I really do like the way the read was talking about it because it's just like it doesn't police will do like anything and say anything in order to clear themselves of any wrongdoing and this country is so fucking racist that we'll be like yeah yeah sure that's fine
1: right I mean it it honestly it just makes sense at this point that a police officer would would see everything that happens and go oh I can just do this yeah like why wouldn't they think that
0: and even, and even if, like, they see the, the, ne- the possible negatives of, I don't know, killing somebody, like, they still, as an officer, are like, you know, they're basically given sympathy. They're like, oh, you know, it's been so difficult for me. I've had to do all the psychiatry and I'm like, da 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 da. I'm like,
1: so sorry about the stress that you put yourself through when you killed that person like, for no reason.
0: And that's, and it's just the, the assumption that, uh, she is, that police are always in the right, and that there was always, there was some good reason, and that even if there was a, if she was, you know, she's gonna just say, I made a mistake, oops, I'm sorry. And in what sounds like it could have been premeditated murder, because yeah. maybe he was noisy. Fucking shit, motherfucker. Anyway. Yep. You wanna get into, oh, shout outs? <laughs> we,
1: we've got one shout out here.
0: Uh, I, mean, um, I don't even know what to say, other than. Beat the yeah, I don't.
1: I don't really know why it's a story. This thing about the the Beatles jacking off together. Like, I mean, that's that's what we all do when we podcast. Um,
0: <laughs> I mean, so
1: like, I, what is there even to say?
0: I don't. I think because the joke of beat the Beatles beat the Beatles is really good. Right, and
1: that's a, that's what we were talking about, uh, you and I off the off the podcast is uh-huh. that we think. We think that this that this story is a lie, yes. and that just someone realized that the joke with like the phrase "beat the needles was so perfect mm-hmm. that they they spun a story just so they would have an excuse to use it as a headline.
0: Yeah, Paul McCartney has an album out, so like, what could be better <laughs> right? press than to in you know some gay intrigue in there? Even though right, they were like now, Paul. Now I have never been be- a straight man. Is this like a thing? Like, I feel like this is... I've heard of this, like, oh, straight guys will, like, fuck around with each yeah, other. Yeah, no, I've,
1: I've jacked off with John Lennon and Paul McCartney.
0: Oh, okay. Well, that's that's good to know. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's just the life of a straight man. You get you get in a circle with two of the Beatles.
0: <laughs> you call out Brigitte Bardot and everybody cheers. And then you call out Winston Churchill and everybody makes a groaning right. noise of anger. Because that's, <laughs> right. that's not a joke. That was in the story. That's what Paul that was, said. That
1: was in the story.
0: <laughs> so... Great.
1: Yeah, rest rest in peace John Lennon, you fucking piece of shit. You
0: piece of shit asshole. <laughs> I
1: hope I hope the nut was good.
0: Ah, <laughs> uh, great. I don't have any other uh, shout outs cuz we talked about our we talked about the gamer news. So
1: Right. I I'm sorry. Sorry about that. I just I was so excited to talk about gaming.
0: That's t- You know what? That's so valid because gaming is it's a bright light in this terrible terrible world. Thank Aww. you.
1: Shout out to my friend who listens to this podcast. I'm pretty sure and gets so mad when people say things are valid.
0: And you know what? That's that's valid.
1: He's valid.
0: He is very valid.
1: He's so valid.
0: <sighs> Wonderful. Okay. Do we want to do questions?
1: Yeah. Uh, this is out. This is out of order. But I just happened to scroll down to this one and it's relevant. So uh, if you have a question, hkipgtd.tumblr.com, Wonderboner, Wonderboner asks. On the subject of funny Beatles do a group masturbation, did any of the hosts have a phase where they were, like, super into the Beatles? If so, when did it end? For me, it was kind of a good chunk of my childhood, early adulthood, and ended when I realized how much of a shit shithead hi- hypocrite sex pest John Lennon was, and that the others also kind of sucked for different reasons. Yeah, fuck John Lennon. Uh, did you?
0: I did, yeah. So, uh, in my uh, branding of not being like other girls, I was a pretty big, I guess, Beatles fan, I think. Maybe like middle school into like my early years in high school. I, I, I remember in fifth grade because we did like a carpooling thing and one of the parents had like the, the one album. Like I, th- I think Brooks mentioned it on a fun, fun point where it was like, yeah, the one album, like you're so cool because it's all of the Beatles greatest hits on one CD and you are like uh-huh. a child and you feel really right. cool. Uh, so yeah. That was that, me listening to one... my
1: dad's rush compilation.
0: <laughs> yeah. I guess, uh, my, parent like my mom was really into like 80s hair metal so yeah and rush and rush is prog rock right i don't yeah. know, I don't a- know a-
1: about a- 80s hair metal like the beatles
0: yeah yeah the 80s hair metal of the beatles No, she likes uh scorpion and rat <laughs> but yeah i and all
1: and all the other chinese zodiac
0: oh yeah yeah
1: wait fuck scorpions that's a, i'm mixing up <laughs> Zodiac. move on
0: <laughs> just cut and run cut and run so, yeah, I think when I got into high school, I was just like, oh, you know what? I can actually like pop music and it'll be fine. Um, mm-hmm. and so I still like, there are certain Beatles songs that will still like move me. I was very into Across the Universe as a freshman in high school, uh, which is the, the Julie Taymor film with, uh, the Beatles covers. And it's kind of a mess of a film, but it's fun mess. <coughs> And so. Shout yeah. out to
1: my, my friend Dan, who I always like to tell this story about, who saw Across the Universe and then was walking out of the theater and completely genuinely asked who, who sang that song about Jude. <laughs> <laughs> who sang that
0: song about Jude is the thing. Oh. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Visual I, stylist now I, Julie Taymor. Love her.
1: I never, I never, uh, liked the Beatles and, and I, I, it was, it was kind of a not, not like other girls situation because I was into, I was like really into all the hipster stuff, and and like I I hated Pitchfork, but I also liked everything that Pitchfork talked about, and I just the Beatles to me were always just so mainstream. I mean, well they are, but in in my opinion, the Beatles were popular, and so I basically just saw them as like you know I've heard of them, so they must be bad, right? And I yeah. do think that the Beatles are not like that good. I mean that's I I know that's I know that's a hot take that's also not at all a hot take but like I have I have more recent I mean not recently but later in my high school teenage years I did check out some of the Beatles and I was like you know this isn't like the garbage that I assumed it would be
0: uh-huh.
1: but I also still feel like this doesn't really make sense that it is what I mean like historically and culturally sure but I to me it didn't seem like it held up anyway that's the Beatles. Uh, one of my
0: uh, favorite tweets of Jesus Nice was when Kanye West and Paul McCartney like collaborated on that one song with Rihanna, and he was like, "Oh man, it's so exciting for uh, Kanye to put up this new person like Paul McCartney. He's going to be huge." And people got so mad at him, <laughs> and God. it's it was such a simple joke, but so effective at making people mad. So that's a good. Oh one. yeah, I Thanks, mean, people will
1: always fall for shit like that. Yes.
0: All right, it's uh, good. Another question. Oh, we have one from, uh, Tumblr user Chie Satonakas, who asked, Hey there, hip kipitge. Long time listener and host, first time asker. Speaking as someone who has been agonizingly depressed in their personal life, especially over the last few months, how do you recommend coping with shit being terrible in the macrocosm when existing in your microcosm is also horribly painful? Love, Sadie. Sarah, Sadie. I don't know.
1: <laughs> I wish I, I wish I had an answer for that.
0: Yes, I...
1: I wish I had an answer for that.
0: So, I guess, like, coping with shit in the macrocosm hurts like hell, and, like, that's really, like, the way is just distracting myself with stuff going on in my old life, but that also can suck, not even because things are bad, it's just like, oh, I'm depressed, like, my life is fine, but shit just sucks for right now because serotonin machine broke. Right. So... I, I don't know. I wish I, I just, it'll pass, I guess is the biggest thing. Like you feeling bad in this time is, is, it's not like, I wish I could give any better advice than that is, you know.
1: Yeah. I mean, the only thing that, that has yourself. ever helped me in, in the long run has been therapy and medication.
0: So. Yeah. That's yeah, all I too. got, unfortunately. <laughs> and it really is just like, you know, it's okay that, to feel like really burnt out by life in general and by, uh, everything going on in the world, as we've kind of elaborated in this episode, because Jesus Christ. Um, if ever
1: there was a time to be depressed, this yeah. is it.
0: Yeah. But also, you know, it's, it's not, it's not hopeless. And we, we want to encourage everybody to take the time that they need and be patient with themselves, really. Cause it's honestly, it's just, it's time. Cause it sucks, but like, you just gotta be patient with yourself. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. It's, I wish I could fix it.
1: Yeah, That's... and jacking off.
0: And jacking off. Yeah, too. I forgot what about that. It does fix everything. Okay, so uh, let's see. Anonymous asked, "How do y'all fight off irony poisoning?"
1: So- you know, i I used to be irony poisoned, and honestly, the thing that has pulled me out of it has been this group of friends because everyone is just so like genuine and nice and like. I mean, really, that's the only thing I can say that cured my irony poisoning was just making better friends.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think it, it was like finding, listening to people talk about the stuff they're interested, like genuinely love and interested in is like super good for me because it's like, oh, I have no idea what it's like to feel this strongly about something, but like, it's so nice that you can appreciate it. And it like, doesn't mean that they're like, happy about something all the time, but like, it's just so nice to be like, oh my god, you're like super into this thing and you've thought about this thing a lot and you care about it deeply. And
1: Yeah, I guess I would just say if you ever have like if you ever feel like you're having a positive genuine feeling, just follow that and yeah. and don't don't be like, aha, I have to I have to detach myself from this because I got to be cool and ironic. Yeah. Like, I mean, don't get me wrong, I love to be I love to be cool and ironic, but Sometimes you just want to watch Nichijou and and love it so much.
0: Yeah, Nichijou is good. I think that's
1: So watch Nichijou, I guess is my advice.
0: Yeah, I feel like it's hard to be ironic when you're watching Nichijou. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Oh, wow, it's a uh, it's a question from Tumblr user Roy and Roy of the show Fuck Warlock who said Uh, Hey, so I'm living right in the path of a massive hurricane. I can't help but remember how Puerto Rico was devastated last year and basically told to go fuck themselves. Since relief would would require the use of tax dollars, but this region is actual America with lots of scare quotes, meaning majority white. Anybody want to wager a guess as to whether we'll actually be given aid or told to go to hell? And Roy, I think you know the answer.
1: (laughs) I think you'll be given aid. Hey, you know what we didn't talk about? is how uh, the Department of Homeland Security diverted, uh, what was it? I, I don't,
0: oh, fuck. like $9 is, million. Is, $9 million. It was,
1: it was some number of millions of dollars from FEMA to ICE, so that's cool. That um, is
0: great. I <laughs> but, love to know about that and that, um, wow, it's amazing how we're going to use disaster and emergency preparedness as genocide. I love it.
1: I think you'll be given insufficient aid. Sure but I don't think you'll be told to go to hell.
0: (laughs) Probably not. Um, Oh.
1: On a more positive note, Julia Salazar did win uh, her state senate seat.
0: Oh, hell yeah. Good job.
1: Or uh, primary? It's the primary. Google it.
0: (laughs) Don't fact check on this politics news podcast.
1: Right. Uh, Anonymous asks, which My Hero Academia characters are leftists and which ones are cops?
0: Okay. So this is an anime question. All right.
1: (sighs) Yeah, so... Uh, listeners, you can stop listening here. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, all right. Um, none of
1: them, and all of them. None of them are leftists, and they're all cops because they're superheroes. I'm sorry.
0: Yeah, yeah. I was thinking like, Stain oh. is a
1: leftist. Unfortunately, he's
0: right. Yeah, he's kind of a. Because that's the thing is like vigilantes. It's all like superhumans, and we're the heroes that are going to save everybody. Because the government can't, I guess, in the My Hero Academia universe. They all so, want to yeah. be
1: cops. They all love to work with cops.
0: Yeah, they do love cops. Um, they love to work with them. Unfortunately, All Might is a cop, and I'm really sorry. He is a
1: cop. His best, his best friend is a cop. I his mean, best friend is a cop. The show is good, and we love to watch it, but they're all cops. I'm sorry.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it really... <sighs> it is uh, it is a cop. But do watch show. it. But do watch it, actually. Do watch it. Do
1: watch it. It's really good.
0: Yeah. And despite its humongous lack of uh, leftist representation that
1: was more Le- negative uh, than, I, than i was expecting
0: <laughs> uh, let me check the twitter oh uh let's see oh i did i
1: did send out a tweet and promised that we would get to the questions
0: All <laughs> oh, right, here we go it's a twitter question
1: um uh, did we there. get any oh, oh we got three
0: we have a twitter question from uh man i don't know if they want us to say it from a uh, bomb culprit <laughs> Should I create a sock puppet email account to harass my company's CEO for being a selfish, money-grubbing piece of shit? And if not, then why not?
1: Hmm. I I would say don't because it's not worth your time.
0: Yeah, I mean, I would feel good in the moment, but also like
1: they won't care. It'll just get
0: filtered out. Yeah, they won't care. But uh, um. If you, I'll
1: tweet at them. If yeah. you want to give me their at.
0: Yeah. If you want to like unleash the hordes of fans, um, onto them, like you could do that. You could also like, you know, maybe not an email account, but like not a threat. But if you see them in the streets and you're just like, well, it's, it's, it's time to fight. Then that's, I, I think that's, valid. that's not streets. a threat or anything. But.
1: Right. If you, if you want to suplex your CEO. <laughs> yeah.
0: If you want to, uh, I don't know any wrestling moves. If you want to Christ air. into your CEO.
1: If you want to do a sick moonsault onto your CEO. <laughs> I, so. yeah, I, I don't really know many either. If you want to put your CEO in a yes lock.
0: Sure. Yeah.
1: I think I'm all tapped out. That's like when wrestling. you tap out in wrestling.
0: Yeah. Okay. I did it.
1: <laughs> I did it. So
0: we have a que- another Twitter question from Dari. How do we create gamer communism? It's already here. It is? We're it. Oh wow! We did uh, it.
1: By by night in the woods, I guess.
0: <laughs> yeah, I guess Fuck, that is. I got
1: I, I need comics. to play that. I still haven't fucking played that.
0: I haven't played Night in the Woods yet either. <laughs> we're fake gamers. It's fine.
1: Yeah, we are not valid.
0: Nope. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Or the I'm trying to think of a workers are entitled to their labor and pun on like uh, chivos. I don't know if I'm gonna come up with anything. Hmm. Okay. Well, while we're thinking about that. Um, Wow, it's Twitter user Scout at Alderani, you may have just heard of them, asked, I'm dealing with a lot of tummy troubles right now, and I know a lot of hosts do, too. What are your favorite home remedies for this common issue? (laughs) My, I, I don't know about you, Sam, but uh, whenever I have the tummy troubles, I uh, regret all of the dairy that I've ever eaten in my life, and Mm -hmm. I drink uh, ginger ale, and just sort of lay down and sleep for as long as humanly possible.
1: I don't get tummy troubles very often. And that's Like why I, I hate haven't. You.
0: <laughs> I, I'm
1: sorry, I haven't like barfed in like I want to say at least like ten years. Um, uh, wow! The last, the, like the the first time I can recall getting tummy troubles in a very long time was at Peagot Meetup. Uh-huh. Uh, and the advice that I have to offer you is to have uh, Eddie's girlfriend Kim give you some tums.
0: Right, that is a good because. Medicating like with actual medicine is not something that I usually do either, so that was that was good that she remembered. she reminded all of us that we should just take tums if we're not just take
1: the time. tums just take the help me
0: have some ginger ale, <sighs> yeah. So go see Kim. That's the that's the
1: yeah yeah and and if you have if you're having tummy troubles, listener, uh, I I'll we'll put Kim's email address and phone number in the episode description. Yeah,
0: I'm sure she'd love uh, to she's
1: always you, happy to I'll help. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Okay, so those are the Twitter questions. Um, so, do you want to do light burners? Sure. Okie doke. So, do you want to go first?
1: <laughs> <laughs> you fucking asshole. Who's the asshole? <laughs> <laughs> oh, are, were we were we doing the thing that we talked about? Yeah. Okay. Well, we had talked about you doing it, and then I was going to be the asshole in the, in oh, the wait, equation. Oh, wait, right.
0: I forgot we were doing good cop, bad cop. Fuck. Okay. It, how did we <laughs> actually, like... <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> this is a special episode because Sam and I are dating. Got him. We did it.
1: <laughs> we did it. <laughs> trolled.
0: So, is yeah, we trolled and owned you, and I was going to be very sincere, and I am going to be, uh, because that's my lightbreaker. It's really nice that this podcast and our friendship has come together in this way, and it is really good so
1: far. It is really good, and I do like it. Yeah. Um, and then we were gonna do a thing where my Lightbringer would be like...
0: Oh, no crossword puzzles, yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've been doing crossword puzzles, I guess. <laughs> fuck, I don't know.
0: I can't believe I forgot the bit that we were gonna do. Oh, yeah. well. Is that, is that, is, is that the only thing that <laughs> oh, you... yeah, are um, the most awkward people to ever live. Um...
1: Fuck, shit, do I have anything?
0: I have to think. What, what else did I I like, oh, I've been watching uh, the Sailor Moon anime, subbed, and it's really good. <laughs> so uh, All right, so
1: you now have two Sailor Moon Lightbringers on, on record.
0: Uh, I'm watching uh, the original 90s uh, regular version with the subs. Because uh, I guess I'm an otaku, because I have two Sailor Moon things now. Mm-hmm. Thanks. Yeah,
1: so you're buying the figures. Uh-huh. Um, you're yeah. scheduling a trip to Japan.
0: I'm thinking about the cosplay options that I have.
1: Yeah, I mean, you've been to an anime convention. I so.
0: have. <laughs> I gave I my money and I was around anime people. So I saw a Jotaro and I took a picture with him because I was really excited. So this is just my life um, now. Thanks.
1: Yeah, I guess my my lightbringer would be uh, I've been playing Splatoon 2, uh, just trying to practice. I've I've never played it before. I just got it recently. I've mm-hmm. been grinding my way up the ranks Yep. Uh, so that just, I can kill you.
0: <laughs> yeah. Sam has been um cranking it at the Splatoon factory and well. uh cuz uh another thing that is also I guess connected is that uh, I'm going to see him in October and then I can kill him in real life in Splatoon and also in real, <laughs> in life. real life
1: in Splatoon. Yeah, <laughs> and and everyone's really happy for us and everybody cares. Yeah. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I mean, fuck, like fuck everybody else on this podcast. We, I've fucking put out the call, like, hey, who can be on this week? And everyone's like, not me, nobody. Like, fuck you. We're gonna talk about this shit because you left us alone. What did you fucking expect?
0: Yeah, that is that is kind of what happened. Is that everybody? Like, and that's fine because people are busy. But it is also funny that it's like, okay, well,
1: it's not fine. It's just I've I've always said podcast first, gaming second, mental health third, job fourth, and then drink water.
0: Oh yeah, you got to drink water. That's important. Yeah. Wait, so if we if our relationship begins on a podcast and podcasting comes before everything including relationships. Mhm. We're going to have to talk about this later.
1: <laughs> I I don't understand the issue.
0: Okay. That's good. <laughs> Born to podcast. World is a fuck.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah, as as Shout points out, when Henry Kissinger Pokemon dies uh well no because we we met through p got discord so it's fine
0: all right so 1000 years p so
1: yeah as long as p got never ends <laughs> <laughs> and um, we don't have to
0: all shake uh, bow and shake each other's hands and walk off in different directions right as long as that <laughs> um happen.
1: anyway anyway so that's podcast uh kip get to dot Tumblr.com, twitter.com slash kip to the, facebook.com slash kip uh patreon.com slash kip get to the, uh, one dollar gets you access to bonus content, Lightbringers post show, pre show, mid show from when we had issues, <laughs> <laughs> whatever else. Uh,
0: yeah, you can email us at h k i p g t d at gmail.com, and that's the acronym everywhere. If you don't, yeah, and we'll we'll probably only
1: ever read that. Uh, for Lightbringers, which we do have a uh mailbags rather, which we do have one coming up soon. Uh, $5 on the Patreon Gets you a shout out in the podcast And a special discord roll $10 gets you a shout out on the podcast Special discord roll And lets you listen in on the podcast while we record it Shout out to our listeners who are listening right now And now shout outs to here we go I'm going to read all the names Here we go Here we go. Fucking Patreon moved everything around Here we go Hold on here we I, go. Got
0: <laughs> okay, I got it Let me do it I got it Okay So thank you to Actual socialist Elon Le Musk Alex Schaup Ashanu. Benjamin Kingstone Faria, Brett Houts, Carrie J, Chaz Thunderguns, David Besser, Delaney Fritz, Destry Hawk, Dijonese, Ellen the Anarcho-Lalandiest, Evan, 500Bs, Harry Tomlinson, Helga K, John McCain Funeral City, 350 million dead. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Lo, M Chambers, Michael Weems, Mogu the Panda, Movie Ball, Nick Jagged, yes. non-binary with left beef. Ollie Anders, Paige Messer, Pataz, Pregnant Seinfeld, PR the Disaster, Rowan Berg, Scout Shiro, Single Pair Sonic Empreg, Six-Armed Sweater, Great. Sophie, Stephanie Ruff, Summergeist, Surrey Jack, the tallest Jew, Tufster McGee, and that's the ball game.
1: <laughs> now I did find the page with all these, and I don't fucking understand what's going on because that was completely different order to what I am seeing in front of me. So I don't understand what yeah, Patreon is so doing. So
0: Patreon is like only showing all. Like, yeah, okay, this is not important to the viewers, but yeah, it's weird. Cares. Now
1: I care, but <laughs> you you don't need to listen to this. Uh, we also have a subreddit. Our, our slash to do. Thank you as always to uh, bisexual punch party for running that and p- so posting much. all the shits on there and Maybe YouTube. thank you also as always oh yeah youtube uh we don't have a fun address fuck is there even a way that i can just find it
0: i've just been searching henry kissinger on youtube as i am always doing now i found it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and you notice that we have a youtube channel and you're like oh that's <laughs> henry nice Kissinger
0: funny moments yeah where
1: would that come from <laughs> so. i don't understand why when i when i search on youtube for do, which does bring up the channel mm-hmm. uh it's all of our clips that i've posted so far and then uh, rejected theme song from Ready Player One.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, those are the most important videos that we have.
1: We did, we did use that in an episode once. I don't understand how YouTube <laughs> figured that out, but...
0: It's the algorithms. Okay. Yes.
1: Um, thank you to the taxpayers for the use of their song Evil Men off the album Cold Hearted Town. It's good. Thank you. Yes.
0: Thank you very much for that.
1: Uh, is that podcast?
0: Uh, I think that's podcast.
1: How do we end this?
0: Um, so this has been Henry Kissinger's is Pokemon going to die, not a threat?
1: Just a fact.
0: Memento Pokemori.
1: Memento Pokemori, that's right.
0: Yep, so bye!
1: Bye!
0: It's mine, mine, mine for the taking! It's mine, boys! Mine in that road with those nuggets!
2: Gimme, my dear friend King Jimmy will probably build me a shrine. And all of the gold is mine.
1: All of my life I have searched for a land like this one. A wilder, more challenging country I couldn't
0: desire. Hundreds of dangers await and I don't plan to miss one. In a land I can claim, a land I can tame, the greatest adventure is mine. Keep on working, mine. Don't be skirting, that's mine.
2: the mounds, big boys. I'd help you to dig, boys. But I've got this crick in my spine. This land